is Bloomberg Surveillance. We don't feel that we're necessarily on the cusp of a recession. Business is okay and pretty good in some places. Because the Fed's kept rates down here at zero for so long, it's distorting how people finance themselves. What happens in the market is it only looks at the positives and it interprets everything positively as long as it can, and then it gives up the ghost and it flips 180. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Michael McKee and Tom Keen. Bloomberg Surveillance worldwide, indeed nationwide, on Bloomberg 1200 Boston. Bloomberg 1130 New York, home of the New York Mets. Bloomberg 99.1 FM, Washington and Baltimore. Good morning. Baltimore Orioles ascendant. That according to Mindy Masucci, Ace Orioles uh, viewpoint here at Bloomberg. Uh, and of course, Bloomberg 960, the Bay Area as well. San Francisco. I have no clue what the Giants are doing. I've got to get this smarter. This is an even that. year. Giants have won the World Series the last three even years. So oh. uh, there is some thought that just that coincidence alone, uh, aside from the fact that they have some right. players, might uh, might push them forward. We're going to talk to the Clayton Kershaw of Equity Investments, Douglas Cass, to join us here uh, momentarily. Uh, Bloomberg Surveillance, brought to you by Cone Resnick Accounting Tax Advisory. To minimize risk and capture value in private equity, you need Cone Resnick, where forward thinking creates results. Find out how at ConeResnick.com, C-O-H-N. R-E-Z-N-I-C-K. It's gorgeous February morning. The sun is up. It's staying up longer. It's a good time to speak to Douglas Cass of Seabreeze. Doug, good morning. Pitchers and catchers last week. Yes. I know. It, it's like a good thing in, in, in um, America. Um, let's frame Doug right now within pitchers and catchers. Obviously, L.A. is spending more money than anyone. That's the one-way bet in baseball. Where's the one-way bet you are afeard of right now in the equity markets? Uh, I would. Um, I think we're in a, in, a, in a very difficult and confusing uh, period. Um, I mentioned to you in a memo to you and Lee, the producer, that um, I was at a James Taylor concert of all places at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago house in Palm Beach on Saturday night, and he was. He was singing uh, Fire and Rain, and it invoked to me the, um, uh, obviously, the Robert Frost poem, Fire and Rain, which uh, discusses the familiar question about the fate of the world, whether it's more likely to be destroyed by fire or ice. But I got back to a famous memo that our mutual friend, Bart, the late Barton Biggs, wrote of Cold Fire mm-hmm. and Ice in 1997. I think it's time to fear the ice. We are in a period of substandard economic and tepid profit growth, and that's our destination. Um, we have a, an, a broken market mechanism, which is dominated by leveraged ETFs and by these machines and algos who are agnostic to balance sheets, private market value, and income statements. So we get this market with no, what I call no memory from day to day. Um, these um, investment strategies of mass destruction tend to exaggerate short-term market moves like we've experienced um, in January right. to the downside, upside, and now today to the upside. So I'm, I'm basically fearful that we're in um, – um, you know, we had this upward reevaluation of multiples uh, between 2009 and 2015, and I think that the recent re-rating of stocks lower seems to reflect the recognition that profits, too, will be lower for longer. The critics, Doug, will say you go short, you go long, you move in and out. Tell us where you are right now 
and what it would suffice, frankly, folks, that's the last line of the Robert Frost poem, and what would suffice Good to going. bring you forward to a new direction? Um, I would be more optimistic if I had a sense that the uh, secular deterioration and growth prospects um, um, uh, morphed into a more rapid period of economic growth, that our dependency upon uh, monetary policymakers, our central bankers, to stimulate um, self-sustaining growth and escape velocity, velocity uh, um, mm-hmm. was successful. And I just don't see it. So I, I am uh, modestly bullish near term, but I'm bearish into immediate term. I expect the S&P to decline to a low double-digit percentage this year. Uh, I'm currently, to answer your question, positioned only slightly net short, preferring to see um, a more rapid buildup in optimistic investor sentiment before expanding my net sh- short exposure. It's interesting to note that a bunch of the investor um, surveys came out, and market vein bulls remain at very low levels. The consensus in, in, um, uh, of, um, of uh, bears uh, actually um, rose uh, last week, which is bullish for the market as a contrarian. Would it be better? So I think everybody can agree we're not going to see the fiscal policy action that the world is calling for. So would it be better if central banks just sort of shut up and got the heck out of the way? Uh, because so many yeah, I think I think Mike, it would have been much better if we did this a year ago. If, first of all, if they stopped easing a year ago, and um, um, and basically let the let the market have have natural price discovery, as opposed to this artificiality and um, you know machines that are um, 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 and algorithms which are moved. Uh, by the next announcement with regard to Draghi or the intention to stay lower for longer. It's just not a natural sequence of events. And I think that this whole thing has led up. I think the recent market weakness reflects the loss of confidence in our central bankers and concerns that monetary policy in the U.S. has lost its effectiveness and or has pulled forward corporate sales and profits mm. and economic activity. I call this the aha moment. It's uh, it's not a market-friendly moment for valuations. How do you filter out the noise, then? Um, as Richard Bernstein, he wrote a great book called Navigating the Noise. Which yes, I he did. Really, yeah. Which I really recommend. I, it, it's tough. I just think it's where it's really tough, Mike and Tom, is for the buy-and-hold crowd. It's easy for the traders if you yes. approach the market in a kind of emotionalist way, buying uh, the extreme dips, selling or shorting the extreme bouts of euphoria, and we've seen four or five of those of consequence uh, in the year. So I, I think the odds of a recession are mounting, but I want to add an important point. I think that was made on Bloomberg um, on surveillance last week. It's important to note that a precondition for a bear market is not necessarily a recession. Bear markets can occur even if the U.S. fails to fall into recession. It happened in 1962, <clears throat> 66, and 87, and, and, 1890, and 1998. I used to work with a guy when I was at Putnam when I graduated Wharton called Wally Deemer, um, who was a fantastic, a legendary technical analyst. And he once said, you don't buy GDP futures, you buy S&P futures. Yeah. 
that's extremely uh, well said, Doug. I, I, I saw the Martian uh, uh, the other day. It, it really, uh, really, really, I thought was an excellent effort. And as, as Matt Damon says in the middle of the movie, "Let's science this." You are known for being an adult about sciencing your belief. What's Doug Cass's science right now? My science is to be is to be um, basically to reduce gross exposure in an uncertain, uh, volatile, and unpredictable period. Uh, there are times to play and there's times, as Warren Buffett says, to, you know, to have your hands on, you know, um, quietly. Why is it so hard? Uh, uh, Reminiscence of the stock hard, up. It's hard because of the aforementioned <clears throat> discussion of these um, um, weapons of uh, financial market destruction, the leverage ETFs. And um, the quant strategies, uh, gamma hedging, risk parity trading, uh, that that worship at the altar of price momentum, uh, they 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 tend to exaggerate short term market moves, right. confuse investors, they send false market messages. And importantly, they blemish the value of stock charts and technical analysis. Okay, I'll go with all that. You've nailed it. But I, I, what I want to know for traders, and this is not what we do in surveillance a lot. We do more long-term investment. But, Mr. Cass, what I want to know is in the middle of reminiscence of a stock operator, like, you know, you're the only one still alive who was there when the book is written. But there's Correct. a point where the guy just says, I'm going to Florida. Where, oh, where, I'm in Florida. I know, but he pulling, but pulling but away also, from the market. But I'm also trading actively. <clears throat> yeah, I'm but there's to, a point. I'm, I'm trying to capture Alpha by exploiting, as I said, in an unemotional way, the gyrations of the market, which are random and are unpredictable. Are you close? Really to, tough, but Doug, most people aren't facile enough, and they should just sit on their hands. Are, are you at a point where it's so uncertain or convoluted, or the epsilon so high? That you just say, I can't do this, and you sit off to the sidelines for a while. I think that's the best strategy for the average investor. Doug it's boring. No. It's boring. You'll have a lot of uh, <clears throat> you'll have a lot of silence on market okay. surveillance. <laughs> no, no, we don't want that. We don't want that. But I think it's important advice. We're going to come back with Doug Cass on all the rage right now: financial engineering. Which is out there, use of cash and, you know, some of what the activists are doing here recently. But I really want to talk to him about financial engineering. Mario Gabelli says, give me back the money. Thank you. A lot of other people say there should be this moral high ground of using it for other sources like investment. <coughs> Maybe actually creates jobs as well. We'll return with Doug Cass of Seabreeze Investment. Futures up 22. Dow futures up 184. Let's check in with John Tucker and get the latest world and national news. Well, Michael and Tom with Jeb Bush's departure from the presidential race on Saturday. Fundraisers are facing the question, pick another side or retreat. Most Bush loyalists contacted Sunday said they were preparing to support Marco Rubio or no one in particular. Apple CEO Tim Cook has jumped back into the fray over FBI demands that the company Help hack a locked iPhone used by the shooter in a San Bernardino attack. In an early morning email to employees, Cook says the government should withdraw its demand. The emerging legal fight has sparked a debate on government power, privacy, digital rights, public safety, and security. An empty chair draped in black is greeting Supreme Court justices meeting today for the first time since the death of Justice Antonin Scalia. The remaining eight justices resume work today. Scalia's chair will remain as a tribute until next month. Global News. 
news 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm John Tucker, Michael, and Tom. John, thanks so much. Coming up on Use of Cash, Doug Cass. Really looking forward to that. Next, Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning. The news update was brought to you by Fairleigh Dickinson University. Boost your career by getting CFP certified at FDU, named one of the great schools for financial planning. Classes begin February 23rd and 24th. Visit fdu.edu slash fp.